0: vulnerable, all-powerful, and the most gangster thing you could do is serve. This is All The Way Live. Every week,
1: we come into this spot over here and we do one thing and one thing only, Miles Xavier. Do you know what that one thing is? We hit mad drops. (laughs) We hit mad drops, and then we give the people exactly what they want. And what the people want, Miles Xavier, is this carefully curated content that we bring every week. You are indeed on the All The Way Live podcast. It's your boy Zwaykila with my brother Miles Xavier. And what we do over here, man, is give you guys that carefully curated content for your cranium by putting together a show with the sole purpose of being even if for a moment, a relief in someone's day, whether it's one person, 10 people, 10,000 people, it don't matter, man, we know people are going through it, and we cultivate positive energy through very through instrumental conversations and fly topics,
0: and we bring it to the people every week. That's right, that's what it's about. What up world, you know what I'm saying? I'm happy to see y'all.
1: Oh man, we're back again. We're back again, man. We love we love engaging with the people, man. We love engaging with the people, and exactly how we contribute to that engagement is by breaking this show up into three different parts. And what and those three different parts? I almost stumbled there. Those three different parts are stumble upon current news and recommended and review, man. We're bringing you guys from things, topics, and ideas that we've engaged with throughout the week. This week, we're talking about um, NCAA. NCAA basketball and sports players being able to make cash.
0: <laughs> Why do you laugh?
1: <laughs> you see I don't know that? how many
0: A's that wasn't there, but we're going to make sure. a NCAA AA. we're going to make sure. You know what I'm saying? After that, we're going to talk about double A batteries. <laughs> Something like airline. that.
1: Something like that. Um, and then we go to current news. You know, there's a lot happening in South Africa. Our former president just got... Uh, just got arrested so we're going to bring that down you know reaching up to the very hottest topics that are there we bring them down these aren't just arbitrary conversations we're having we really do think to ourselves what is something that would be contributive to a positive conversation and what do people want to be able to listen to and our favorite part of the show is recommended
0: and review for that exact reason oh yeah because we get to interact with you you know what I'm saying? We review what you recommend. We recommend what we think is cool. And this week we're getting into... We ain't talk about this. I hope you're ready. I hope you heard, I hope you listen to that new snow. Yeah, check. And that new Vince. Oh man. All oh, right. Man. Snow Allegra Vince Staples. We are we we uh we out here with it. That's gonna be a great recommended review segment. Uh summer music is is in full is in full swing. And uh we are we are blessed, blessed, blessed to be, uh, have access to, to the sweet tones of Snow Allegra. You know, as, as, as Chestnut and Hazelnut Tones, we always appreciate some, some, some touching tones. So get your candles ready for recommended review. For sure. Um, re- remind,
1: remind us again, who is Chestnut Tones and who is Hazelnut Tones?
0: I'm glad you asked. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure everybody knows you are Chestnut Tones.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, what up, people? You know how I'd be. I'm Hazelnut Tones.
1: But why'd you have to say it like that though? Why'd you why'd you have to add an intro into it? You know, you said you're chestnut toes and then went into hi, people, and you know me. Welcome. What's up with that? That's that's what I'm trying to get to
0: the bottom of, you know? You absolutely right. You absolutely right. Listen, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Listen, y'all. You have a very special, you know what I'm saying? The meet go with mine over there. That's that's chestnut toes. Is in the building. That's so loud. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, with the, with the welcomes over here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. we making sure that you don't feel left out. You know what I'm saying? And I'm Hazelnut, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But you know what's more important than that is who is what's in the building, man? You already know what's going on, man. Chicago is in the building. Joe Burgers is in the building. On that side, we have the illustrious gallery, Momo. You know what I'm saying? You see the art switching up. You know what I'm saying? If you could, if you could, uh, Cock your cranium to the side a little, real quick, to let the people see. That's kind of fire right there. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We're gonna we're gonna keep having it for you. And 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 speaking of art, man, there's there's only more art to come. We'll be showcasing some important things this episode, man. So stay tuned for that. This side, you already know what's going on, man. The building is in Chicago. This podcast is recorded on stolen land. This land here and the city was cared for by the Padawami people, the council of the three fires and the violence done to remove them from this land is inseparable from the state we find this city in, the state we find this country in, the state we find this world in. One time to everybody who's going through it, summertime Chicago, man, it has been super real out here. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people uh, shot wounded over over the holiday weekend for July 4th. Uh, So prayers up to all those families, man, lifting love between black and brown people the world over lifting up love for everybody in the city lifting up love for indigenous people the world over man healing 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 for everybody's head top is what we wish in the building right now man and so with that Mm -hmm. intro over let's get into the show let's get into it the summer is hot in chicago man
1: and i actually wanted to ask you about that because if for people that are unfamiliar with it Come July 4th, that is a particularly high day for shootings, almost nationwide in the U.S.
0: Yeah, I mean, and there's like a lot of factors that contributed to that, right? Um, especially in the context of this year, everybody and their mama is outside, right? We've been pent up for so long, so everybody's mm-hmm. out. Um, but every summer, even before this, you know these were these were times where yeah people are outside just the heat itself contributes i think to to violence to you know um the uh magnification or the the ex the expedition of how quick it can take to go from 0 to 100 that gets mad expedited when it's hot outside right uh especially if you don't have ac right and so people are irritable you know what i mean and so People are leaving their homes, especially if you live in apartments and stuff like that, to cool off. Sometimes it's cooler outside than it is in a crib, you know what I mean? And so people are jammed together in that space. If you've ever seen the movie Do the Right Thing, it's kind of all about how summer days kind of push people to clash um, just with the weather and just with the environment itself. And so that plays itself out over inner cities across the across the United States, uh, particularly in Chicago um, but I know that Los Angeles uh also sees spikes in violence during the summer um new york so yeah man it 's a it's it 's tough man it 's tough even as a kid growing up in these spaces to like look forward to summer that 's the time that school's out kids are out of school right um yeah. adding to who 's all out and about and it 's tough to have to look at that time as a time to have to be safe, you know what i 'm saying as we wish each other a happy Juneteenth, a happy july fourth there 's also that kind of be safe element too so uh but man beautiful things are happening there was a resource fair yesterday that I got to spend a little time and check out you know people are uh when I say people I'm community stakeholders people that work at the park district the urban league people that work at schools doing summer programs people that are doing summer programs outside of schools are working to get kids involved in something uh positive to engage kids in that uh, and to give kids a voice to talk about what's going on and what they feel like they can make their community better, right? So yeah. um, there is work being done outside of just straight-up policing, um, which, you know, clearly isn't super effective in terms of these types mm-hmm. of violent problems. But um, we getting through it, even though we're going through it, you know?
1: Yeah, and I'm glad that you you touched on exactly what is being done about it because that also gets lost in the numbers of, of violence and, and whatnot, is that there are actually people... Um, boots on the ground that are putting in that work that are focused on ensuring that these kids have a a place to, to express themselves. You know, we say it all the time that a lot of, a lot of killers are people that missed a few hugs, you know, people that, that, that I I don't want to oversimplify it, but there is an evident absence of attention and care um, that is prevalent in the, in the, in the the people, in the young kids who predominantly are the ones that are getting involved in these high crimes.
0: Yeah. And I don't think that that's, I mean, it is a complex issue, but there's, it's super important to speak to that care, right. And how much that matters in in community and how much that lifts up communities, right. These kids not only um, may have missed some hugs, but they've seen uh, their schools be torn down and taken away, right. Labeled as under-resourced and underutilized. And so, those pillars of community have been, you know, crushed, even if they are, if they're under-resourced and underutilized, whose fault is that? It show ain't the kids' fault, right? They've had, they've seen housing stripped away. The largest closing of public housing happened in Chicago with the project buildings that were here, the Ida B. Wells homes, the Robert Taylor homes, seeing all of that stuff torn down. Repeatedly, generations of kids in Chicago have seen the spaces in their communities that have held people together, complicated as they may be. Uh, under resourced by the the city government as they may be so when you see these aspects of your community kind of get dismissed you stop believing that these are pathways that your school is a pathway to success that your school is a is going to lead you to a a, to a career right when you have to navigate all of these other much harsher realities of life just to get to school right and then you're expected to focus in school when you have to navigate all of this stuff yeah. so it's a it's a lot, man. And care it, it starts with care, right? It starts with trauma informed care, understanding that these kids have been traumatized by the system, uh, by their environment, uh, that there is a structural violence that is on top of the physical gun violence that we see playing out. There's a violence that of institutions that have limited their options in school and housing and access to health care and access to mental health care that underpin all of the violence that we see going on. So it's hugely important, man, to acknowledge that uh, it starts with caring about these spaces by people, especially who aren't in them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this is a perfect segue into our stumbled upon conversation of NCAA students not being able to get paid because a lot of those students actually come from those exact environments. If you're speaking about which students are the ones that um, what what demographic of people are the ones that are most impacted by NCAA um, regulations and policies and the inability for children to be able to uh students to be able to profit off of their likelihood their their image and likelihood that's something that has to be you know you you have to appreciate where most of these students are coming from and recently now they've overturned that I'm not entirely sure what exactly the specifics are on that were you able to to get any um exact details on what the policy change is
0: oh man so I love how you kind of segued us beautifully into into that conversation, right? If if people that aren't in these communities, if it starts for care with them, uh, for people that are in these communities, it starts with taking advantage of these opportunities. And when barriers to those opportunities are lifted, that's always something to celebrate. So as we move on into uh, our Stumbled Upon. Hey, y'all, come look at this. We are checking out the the NCAA and how they have – alleviated restrictions that allow that now allow players to make money off of their likeness, uh, off of their Jersey, off of their social media following, uh, which was something that the NCAA had been very, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking adamant. for? Uh, adamant, uh, intentful about restricting restricting before.
1: Can we have an, an applause or gunshot for that? Because that is actually big. That's big. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. sure. And I'd like to for show, sure, for show. Sure. And I'd like to paint this picture for people that aren't that that have not been around American the American college experience, right? Because there there's many different types of fandoms for universities in different places. But there is, there isn't anything quite like American fandom for universities, and that is just purely based off of. You can base that off of um, from a a capital how much the actual NCAA is worth billion. It's a billion dollar organization, uh, multiple billion. And for gen, I mean, the school that we went to, the the students, the the college athletes are like stars. You know, they the extremely popular the now we've learned that even the school bends the rules for different classes that they make up for them to take just so that they can be able to pass through and the school makes so much money out of it selling t-shirts with the kids names on it there was even an ncaa game that happened and no one was and none of these kids can make money from it. none from high school all the way to the ncaa none of them can make money so this overturn i think is a is a pretty dope changing point
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's really interesting because a couple of weeks ago, earlier in June, right, the Supreme Court ruled that the NCAA had violated antitrust rules by not paying players and that students should pay uh, or that students should be paid beyond scholarships that cover the basic cost of attendance, right? So the Supreme Court makes that ruling. The the NCAA says, all right, we're going to start alleviating those restrictions right which means that players can now get paid from their own likeness their own image their own name but it doesn't get money it doesn't get at the ticket sales the broadcasting sales that the colleges make so the other way to look at this is colleges getting ahead of after the supreme court ruling seeing that okay legislatively the tide might be turning against us. Mm. Let's allow students to make money off of their own likeness, off of their own social media following, off of the endorsements that they can get, so that we might we alleviate some of this pressure before the, the demand becomes, mm. we want some of those tickets too, we want some of those jersey sales mm. and merchandise from the school, and we want some of the broadcasting from the ESPN deals that the school is that the school is giving getting to, right?
1: Oh, I think for point so what you're saying is it is a anticipation of saying let's give them the the pig feet of this whole thing so that they don't ask for the real pork chop.
0: It's right. It's it's giving them the opportunity to sure, if you're a popular basketball player, volleyball player, softball player right, for the NCAA, based on your popularity, we will no longer restrict you from making whatever bread that you could have made potentially off of that popularity. But we're still not giving you a piece of ticket sales, concessions, Mm. broadcasting, right? So hopefully the opportunity for the most popular, the best athletes to make their money satisfies this whole question of athlete pay before it becomes more narrowed in on those larger areas of uh of dinero narrow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and again listen, you've seen some young talent like uh and and this is and I'm not great at college football, but you have seen I believe there's a star football athlete who decided to go to a
0: a uh, HSBCU Man, are you adding extra letters to the acronym? Damn, I knew it, dude. I, I was
1: like H S B C U.
0: Historically black H B C U. Mm-hmm. Historically, historically black colleges and universities. All my people from Spelman, all my
1: people from Howard, yo. Apologies, all that. Apologies on that. But um, yeah, you've seen them, you've seen Star Athletes now know um make a make. Some recent choices to go to these uh, black universities instead of running to the ones that they'd usually do, these Big Ten schools, right? And so, with that, and what I love about the show is that we're consistent with our, with our uh, appreciation for protest because now this also gives students the abilities to say, listen, if this school wants me to come play at it, because I can bring a commercial value to it. Um, they need to be able to allow us to participate within the revenue streams in the ticket sales and the jersey sales and the games and all of that now this is an accomplishment to get this far but it's only until we're in those boardrooms that we really start making that change man so all the people that have that power to them i
0: encourage you to 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 utilize your leverage absolutely absolutely and yeah it's 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 just exciting man it's uh it always blew my mind, right, that you could be a college athlete and, uh, you know, back in the day, I think they stopped doing this a couple of years ago, but, like, you could go and pick up uh, NCAA video game and play as yourself in the video game. And other people could go and get this game and play as you. It's your face. It's your body. It's even your tattoos, right? And you're not getting paid $1 for this, right? Yeah. And that just yeah. seems and it's this company like uh ea games and it's not even like the university is like you know the university that you go to this is an entire other entity making mad money off of your face your 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 jump shot right so it's like this has been long overdue and i'm and i'm and i'm glad to see this moving in the proper direction uh but keep pushing right keep pushing keep pushing for, for all that bread so that people get what they deserve right and we'd be remiss to not point out what the
1: consequence for taking cap, for taking cash has been. We talking about um, what um, what's what's Mike? It's not Mike Vick. It's
0: um, I'm not sure. I don't have a I don't have an example, but there are a lot of Car- Kim
1: Car- Heisman Heisman Trophy winner Kim Car- Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush reggie bush right this is like the reggie bush where um he was said to have taken on some cash and then would had his heisman trophy and his records completely expunged from the usc so bless you one more game bless you again good things coming through um the punishment was harsh, all to say the punishment was harsh, even all the way in high school. LeBron James, he got chastised for um, supposedly taking cash in. But the question is, it, it's why is it that the schools can make these exuberant amounts of capital and not allow any of the students to play into it? So I do think this is a,
0: a win, bro. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So shout out to the, to the NCAA. It's athletes. And uh, yeah, man, I think at a time... Referencing our our story from last week, uh, Shakari Williamson or Richardson, Richardson. they had the opportunity to allow her to run in the US relay and have decided not to, even though it was outside of her one month ban for marijuana use. So, as we see these large institutions that have these athletes and their careers uh, and their opportunities in their hands. I think it's it's refreshing to see the NCAA moving in the right way, even if it has to have been nudged by this Supreme Court decision and people fighting for this for fifty years for students to get paid. So yeah. Progress yeah. is progress, and I'll take it. It is, it is indeed. Mr. Miles Xavier
1: seems like we might be done with stumble upon, and it's time for us to introduce something to the show that we have been so excited to do. Um, you know, we've promised that we would be we promise that we'd be changing the show and being able to create more time and space for giving you guys not just more of who Miles and where are behind the scenes, but things that we appreciate. And I think that we might just be on the cusp for something dope with this new segment of ours.
0: That's right. That's right. So this stumbled upon segment right here has been brought to you. By the Mandulo Foundation, man. That's something you might have heard us mention a couple times on the show. I'm going to turn it over to my brother, you know what I'm saying, to let you know a little bit more about Mandulo. For sure, for sure.
1: And while we break down this Mandulo, um, while we break down the sponsorship, this particular art piece, like Maza said, has been sponsored by Mandulo Foundation. At the Mandulo Foundation, we are... St- all about feeding kids we are all about being able to empower communities and this year we've hit our goal of feeding one million kids can we get some air drops, bombs whatever <laughs> that's right that's right that's right we done did that we done did that but we need y'all to help us get to 10 million man um it's winter time in south africa people are cold People are people are jobless. Um, it's quite it's quite rough out here, not even in South Africa, in Chicago, where the Mandula Foundation operates as well. So we put the link down at the bottom. Um, please do check that out and uh, sponsor a child or whatever the case may be Engage and help and also enjoy this dope, dope, dope art from the artists of residency that will be showing his work. Um, part of this whole segment is for us to showcase some art pieces. So we got our boy cooler than black emojis on Instagram to provide us with this piece.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Over here at the All The Way Live podcast, we are all about lifting up creators. We're all about lifting up artists. So if you have something that you do really well, whether that's art, whether that's a small business, let us know. We would love to spotlight and showcase the amazing work that the people, the community that supports this show are doing. Uh, You know, hit us up at um, media at gmail.com, right? We can add that to the description as well and uh yeah man so we'll continue to be showcasing art showcasing a little bit more of the stuff that we rock with uh you know it's 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 difficult with licensing and stuff which which makes it difficult to share music but also is a good thing because it has us double back on the homies um to share what we can so yeah man and more of that coming soon definitely hit us up to be a part of that if you got something you want to share with the world you know what i'm saying though our one ten hundred million people however many it might be going forward. We got some reach. You don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we do.
1: Yeah, we do. Yeah, we so, do. And if, and if you listen okay. to this on our Spotify, so I, I cut there. If you're listening to this on our Spotify or SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever you're actually listening to, man, we do appreciate you, but you are missing out on some of this quality Quality image. We're gonna be showing all sorts of different art pieces going forward. So be sure to also double back onto the YouTube when you get there. Hit all of them buttons that let us know that y'all people rock with this content. If there's something in particular that you're into, that you dig, let us know. You see, we respond in the comments in time, just because we appreciate y'all like that.
0: Yeah,
1: sir. Gratitude. Gratitude it is. Show. Also, sponsors want to be able to show anything over here, hit us up and we'll put Yo ad in this particular section and you too can sponsor some awesome black talent and some awesome
0: art, man. Yeah. I already said that. Current news. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: Mr. Miles Xavier, things are particularly interesting in South Africa at the moment. Um, Our former president, Jacob Zuma, has handed himself in to start the bid of what is a 15-month sentence on the basis of his obstruction of justice to show himself at the state commission. So, there's
0: there's a lot. Go ahead. Just trying to clarify a little bit of what you just said. Obstruction of justice, failure to show up. So he was supposed to be somewhere, had a court date, but missed his court date. You're very,
1: you're, you're, you're very sharp, Mr. Miles Xavier, because that's exactly what happened. So in, in, in South Africa, we do have, if, if you recall the, the, pre, the Peace and Reconciliation, the Peace and Reconciliation trials, right, where following 1993, going into 1994 and 1995, after the release of Nelson Mandela, Nelson, um, Nelson Mandela, Desmond Tutu, all of the leaders at the time, decided that it would be best to trial the system instead of trialing the individuals of, who participated in the apartheid system. And by doing so, accepting what they believe to be that if somebody is part of a, it, the only way that we can, we can move past this history is if we can all speak honestly about what happened, so that there can be peace and reconciliation moving forward. And the only reason I highlight that in this particular instance is because the what what is called the Zondo Commission has been a commission that has been set up almost like a public trial. You know, it's a it's a it's a public inquiry um, on the mass amounts of theft and fraud that happened under Jacob Zuma's presidency right so there's a lot of information into it but i do say that these platforms of where south african um south african political figures come down and speak to the states in a public forum um backed by the 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 constitution and backed by the legal system these things are quite important and serious in this community so he failed to show up to that Mm on multiple occasions over a long period of time. Um, it's, it's 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 frustrating, I'll be honest. It's very it's very frustrating to 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 see the disregard for for, for the law like that, but I am quite pleased with the fact that the, the law ended up winning at the end of the day.
0: And he continued to fail to show up while he was still in office. So it, uh, the, the,
1: the commission only started once he was out of office, right? So this commission was set up about two years back. His, his presidency ended in around 2018, where he was ousted from the position um, to then be succeeded by the incumbent. So it, it was after that. But you need to understand, these, these, the, this, the financial and economical crisis that South Africa is in right now Stems from the decisions that these men had
0: made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and yeah. I appreciate you you opening this conversation with acknowledging the Truth and Reconciliation Act, right? Because it shows, if even in a flawed way, a willingness to acknowledge, and account, and record the wrongdoing of of state officials and government, right? Mm. N- the parallel I think we drew uh, even as even as Trump was first getting into office right uh, was kind of a parallel between at least you and I Trump and, and Zuma right and just kind of a brashness a disregard for the rules um, and it's really interesting to see now him kind of flaunt this these attempts to uh, you know tie up loose ends after his after his tenure as we see also similarly, but different in a frustrating way in the U.S., uh, half of Congress, the Republican half, being very dismissive of investigations into um, the storming of the Capitol, um, Mm -hmm. being very reluctant to pursue any legal action against Trump, right? Or allow those types of investigations to, to go forward uninhibited, right? And so it's, it's just really interesting to see that these two figures continue to escape that accountability uh, even after having, having left office. And it just reiterates and emphasizes to me and the frustrating point part is that that accountability is important, right? That mm-hmm. what happened, what these gentlemen doesn't even sound right, but what these gentlemen did in office, the way sources were misallocated, the way that people were misinformed on a mass scale should be recorded so that it doesn't happen again. So that we can recognize this type of behavior. I think both of these men, in their brashness, in their disregard for the rules, kind of took government and people by surprise. I didn't know you could do that, right? Like, I thought Mm. we weren't, I thought we weren't gonna go that far. And these gentlemen both, I think, just kind of uh, pushed the envelope in that regard. And it's important for us to hold them accountable to acknowledge what they did that was wrong so that the next time we have somebody who is, quite frankly, a bully in office anywhere, Mm -hmm. that we are prepared to handle that. Um, in a way that has been prepared for by historical precedent,
1: a hundred percent. And I'm so glad you drew, you drew those parallels because the the reaction you're seeing now from Zuma being taken to jail is quite similar to uh, is quite. Let me say has has comparisons to the storming of the Capitol in a very in 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 a in a manner that mainly highlights how supporters the 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 fringe supporters extreme supporters of this person reacted in a violent manner following a decision that was unbecoming towards their agenda in this particular case in South Africa Jacob Zimmer being handing himself into 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 jail after what was he was supposed to go last week the the last week sunday they postponed it for a couple of days playing the constitutional game there was a lot of hype around his his uh, hometown area where people were ready to fight and you know there were there were um, there, there were military epithets and very violent um, narratives that were being spread from the family and from the supporters alike so that's 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 where it becomes quite dangerous right where The freedom of being able to just support somebody then takes on. We're all open to be able to support who we want to support, but when your rhetoric is that which incites violence, destruction, corruption, things like that, then there is a fundamental flaw in your capabilities as a leader. And that's what I think my country is seeing right now.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. It's sad. It's very sad. Yeah yeah but Mm. so there's this may be a glimmer of 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 hope as much as um we don't want to associate hope with incarceration right whenever we can avoid it but this person having been um detained and will now presumably what will be the next steps right will he face trial for his failure to attend these uh hearings or what, or is he is he being charged with anything, or will he be forced to just do the business that was supposed to be conducted at those hearings what's next
1: um what's next is we expect that he'll be going in for a quarter of that time so within three months he'll be open for bail um, following that following that we expect him probably to this man is facing a litany of, of charges you know there's no end to the the the, 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 the the court cases that are lined up for this man, very much like Trump, actually. Um, I heard somebody say of both of these people that they will spend the rest of their lives fighting in a a courtroom, fighting cases. And I think that's what's... This is just the the beginning of it. And similarly, like you had pointed out, the Trump administration is facing the same thing is what is the point I was getting to.
0: Yeah, it's... uh, Well, them them being tied up in court for the rest of their lives isn't necessarily... Justice, but I just hope that our um, political memories aren't as short as our uh, our memories for other aspects of of media and, and current events seem to be. Right, uh, I already feel us kind of shifting away from this galvanization around Black Lives Matter uh, around equal justice around safety for, for black people and, um, defunding the police. Right. I've, i am already hearing uh, refund the police as a, as like a hashtag and, and a slogan. So we tend to forget very quickly, um, when we're not experiencing the white hot emotion and immersion that the media provides whenever something like George Floyd happens, um, I just hope that we. I hope that we remember and make changes, and and yeah, that we continue to have the the energy to fight, even as you know we're tied up in bureaucracy and, and having yeah. it becomes a court case. It be, it stops being sexy, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's continue to push for for justice, even when it is, uh, you know, it's a it's a briefcase and not and not, you know, bombs and rubber bullets.
1: Yeah, here's a question. Here's a question for for both of us, right? Which is actually quite relevant. Is that we we both are in uh, community development. We both work with the communities and uh, the community, the the leading let's say community leaders, right? Would you ever take a political position? Hell no. Nah. Yeah, me too. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ma <laughs> Sorry Ma, it's not happening. I'm disqualified.
0: I got too many tattoos and, and habits, man. True that, true that. And also I don't know. I, I certainly we need people that are that have strong convictions rooted in community to represent community. But I already and the opportunities that I have feel restricted in what I can say uh, and, and, and and how I can move, what I can write and publish, um, because a lot of my opportunities are rooted in my connection with the university, with the Greater Chicago mm-hmm. Food Depository, institutions that have reputations to protect. Um, you can drop the mixtape, bro. I did drop the mixtape. I ain't worried about the <laughs> mixtape. I'm worried about... I'm, wor- I'm more worried about... Um, being explicitly abolitionist in spaces where I'm representing the university of Chicago, right? University of Chicago, the university of Chicago employs the largest private police force in the country, right. To patrol its campus. So the issues of policing there are, are very tied and there's something I think about in my work all the time. Right. Mm. But as a politician having to, uh to 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 try and garner favor from all of these different aspects of of community some of which have opposing interests and have to try and placate people right i just don't feel like that's the most honest way to operate yeah uh if i can ramble for another two minutes i would just say that my aspirations will bring me to um close interactions with politics i think i I think it's important to be able to unite community voice in a way that translates to changes in public policy. And I want to be a part of that process, but firmly on the side of community uh, holding politicians accountable. Sorry, it's a tough job. If you want power, that's what it is. It's a service position, right? But I'm, I'm, I'm excited about being on the other side of that line and helping for, as somebody who doesn't have that, that the burden of, of that placation of those promises are on politicians and i don't want to have to make any false promises i want to i would much rather even if it's easier sometimes it's really not but on the side making demands and helping people who have needs turn those needs into demands that are coherent in a in the landscape of legalese and litigation
1: story uh, it's a putting context to the to the story of the people that need to be heard right or deserve to be heard no but that's real I mean even I mean in our generation if you look at what politics has been represented as what what it what it currently it does represent in terms of deceits in terms of misinformation and misdirection in my particular in in our most recent cases corruption on a widespread level um uh divisiveness um, there's, there's, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of negative there's a lot of negativeness that comes with politics and so that makes it quite difficult to be to have an aspiration towards it what i know about the people that have political aspirations in this country is that many of them do so for monetary reasons and that's never a great incentive to to have for the service towards the people so it's not something that i particularly do but i am i am excited for the opportunity to be able to fund and back the people that i believe for being in that position and if you are one of those people man hit us up i'm down to talk
0: yeah yeah and it, and it's i mean it, we can go a lot of different directions with this conversation uh many of them very radical right but Yeah, I don't think I would want to be a politician until the work of politicians reflected what I feel that work should be, reflected service. And right now, it doesn't feel that way, right? That I I honestly don't think of service when I think of, you know, the politicians that are household names in this country, right? Yeah. Um, And so if that position started to reflect that or we changed the system in such a way, I think there's, I think there's, huge opportunity for things to look very different very soon right whether it's a world without uh police in the way that we imagine them now a world where that funding is largely diverted to mental health care services imagine what that world looks like Mm -hmm. right when people who have been unable to participate now have a voice to participate and are and have effective means of holding politicians accountable. What a politician's job b- becomes then might be something I would be interested in. But I don't know if I see that happening in my our lifetime. Yeah. I think I'm going to be too busy trying to shape that world, and um, I don't think the position of politician will be ready for me. But maybe my kids can be a politician. Maybe be. that can mean something great. It can be. It can be. Is all I'm saying.
1: You know the what. What the what the obligation should be is that they are custodians of the people's resources in order to get them out in the most efficient manner. The person we elect should not be somebody. It's like it's like the the, the example the, an example that I that I like that I once heard is that a government should be a a like a a pipeline of like you know those water pipes. If you ever, if you ever had, ever had those old windows. the the old windows wallpaper and there's just pipes that are just like call you you remember that (laughs) yeah looking back there exactly right so politics is uh, the government should be those pipes that move from uh where you get cash from taxes and whatnot and they just move straight into where it's supposed to reach the people and who we elect are people that overlook that system and ensure that everything around it is operating the way it's supposed to, not necessarily interfering with it, but more so maybe ensuring that if one of those pipes is not moving in the way that it's supposed to, then that gets fixed. And what the people's, uh, what the masses requirement for where that should be allocated is what is being observed, depending on what we think it should go to, that's where the elections come in, but the, the tampering of the system it should almost be autonomous. And now we start talking about just non non governance, you know, it's, it's a, this an automatic non-governance, which is some, you know, we were talking about being uh talking
0: about uh, extreme abolition. You know <laughs> There you go. There you go. And yeah, it's it's um it's incredible to think of government in that way. It's just like, right. A pipeline rather than as a hierarchy of power. And the tough part about that though, is that how does somebody who believes in government in that way operate in a system where they're the exception to the rule? Right. So if you're Bernie Sanders, right. And you don't want to play these political games, it's very hard for you to even navigate within your own party to garner the the support it would take to get you in office. Because if you're going to go into government, right. And, and make sure that all these pipes are bringing the tax money from A to B, well then you're going to end up with your hand in a lot of people's pockets, right. You're going to end up plugging a lot of holes between A and B that were feeding a lot of people rightfully or wrongfully. Right. And a lot of those people are going to go, uh eh. Yeah, I see what you're doing, but it's 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 um uh, it's like trying to play basketball where nobody else has agreed not to travel, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? How are are you are you that good, you know? And I I don't know if we have anybody that that has been that good. Uh and I don't know if I'm that good, but we'll see.
1: We'll we'll see. We'll see. And my solution, my my two cents that I can contribute to this uh to to this to this protest that we got going on against our government here is that we need to separate the tax revenue that is going to the government and go for a system where there's an intermediary um, preferably backed by blockchain that holds that capital that then is able to be decided and sent towards all the government re- um, government payment um, the the, the the payment requirements that the government has, right? Because a lot of Social Security does come from taxes, which means that you cannot necessarily take cash away from the government. But in this particular instance, it's quite irresponsible because they keep on stealing it. So we have cash from our payee. That's P A Y E. If you're getting a salary, automatically the government's taking tax from you. Now, i know they're tapping in my phone on this one and it's going to be very unpopular but this is the solution i promise y'all it's the solution and we're working on it but the automatic taxes that get taken out of uh taken out of the payee um there has to be a disrupt there has to be an intermediary that sits between once it's automatically taken out of people's cash and then goes to the government and then in there in that in that intermediary box there lies the secret and now we're talking decentralized salary another controversial mm-hmm. topic <laughs> another but that's the future that's the future that I see that's the future that I'm working towards
0: yeah and I think like many of these conversations about politics about uh, capitalism I think it's how can we inform enough people how Far from like that it currently works, right? Because most people just kind of don't really know. Some people might assume that, yeah, my tax money goes directly to where it's supposed to go, right? And But how do we educate people about how to make civic change in their daily lives, right? How do we educate people about who the comptroller is, right? Who the governor general is, right who the school superintendent is and and how and what what it means to vote for those people and how to pay attention to those people in a way that you know can be a part of people's day to day right how do we shrink all of this information and filter it through all of the bs that we have to deal with mm-hmm. as media that like gets presented to us about the kardashians and about all of that stuff how do we get that information on not only voting locally right your local elections but how do we get people information on you would think it would be taught in school but it's really not i don't yeah. remember being taught about who my what a school superintendent does in school there's probably a reason for that mm. right mm. there's probably a reason for that but getting people the more you the more you can educate people about who controls the things that affect their daily lives and how those systems work the better off everybody is and the better off the system becomes because you get more democratic right
1: yeah. yeah and you know to to go off of that point of getting people information right there is a capital incentive for confusion in terms confusion in systems confusion in information it should be simple enough where we are able to decide based on what we care about, what it is we want our cash to be able to go through. If you, Miles Xavier, is saying, I'm a taxpayer that pays X amount of capital and there is an ability for me to be able to push that to go into local schooling, maybe it's going into policing, maybe it's going into community development, maybe it's going into road building, whatever the case is, there is a way to be able to consider all of those things. Now, for the things that become less popular, we can then increase the percentage, which automatically has to be pulled to that so that those things don't necessarily over, um, don't get um, forgotten about, right? So I I like what you say about educating people in order to understand what the the process can be for you to vote in a manner that can impact your day-to-day life. Um, but it's also important to understand that the information <laughs> that was the third one. bless you that mm-hmm. was the third one. We said it was coming and it did um, the the information the information elements of it and simplifying it to people it is digestible it is under it is understandable. The reason why it sounds complicated is because it is supposed to feel complicated so that you can leave the, the you can leave that information to experts and people that know better when in fact the system is actually supposed to be very simple you make money they take it and it's supposed to go into things that make everybody's life better that's that simple unless you are on the other end of the spectrum you make money you don't want them to take a lot of it but where they do take it you want it to go into very specific things whatever that is there is room to be able to consider that and it's and it's digestible information you know so power to the people and
0: information to them too Big facts, big facts, and I just, I just want to see us move in that direction, right? Um, making it more accessible for people to understand and act on the, the, like, yeah, act on that understanding of the system that determines their how how their environment works, right? Uh, um, I don't think it's a it's a coincidence that they were willing to give us a day off for Juneteenth before they were willing to give us a day off to vote right? Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a coincidence that after Stacey Abrams galvanizes the most black people to vote in Georgia and other areas of the South than ever, we're seeing the biggest push for voting restriction there, Mm -hmm. right? Like it, it's, it's disheartening for me to see us push back against that engagement of, of the people in the political process. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we have to push back against that. So continue to educate yourself, arm yourself with knowledge. You know what I'm saying? No matter Uh, continue to to continue to vote against and uh write to your councilmen uh, attend city council meetings to make sure that they not put in this type of voting restrictions in place in your area but make sure that you uh whatever the restrictions are whatever it is make sure you get out and vote make sure you under educate yourself in your local elections and support Mm -hmm. your local stakeholders bro support your local neighborhood block club support your uh local park district you know what i mean mm. support 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 go to community meetings all that type of stuff man get involved bro a lot of these spaces just need somebody to come in and take notes man seriously just like record yeah. the minutes of a meeting of like you know a group that's dedicated to education in your in your community like a mm. parent action council of your school even if you're not a parent you know yeah get involved get
1: involved I think we got some music that we might have to listen to. And if you follow and you want to, if you want to oh, get us on Patreon, we're going to play this music out loud. But Brother Miles, if you don't mind, kindly playing us into our favorite segment of the show. Oh, man. Tapping in. Are we live? Yes, sir. Vince Staples. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do we want to start the Snow
0: Allegro or the what Vince is Staples? I mean, we here. Mm-hmm. We yeah. here. let's get into this. You'll notice the change in lighting. I might even get my little roll bone for the Snow Allegra. You know what I'm saying? Big cigar energy, big red wine energy for that. But <laughs> getting ahead of myself. Vin Staples. Vince Staples, what does it mean? When it's not the first album that's self titled. Mm. You can dig is me. this
1: is are you saying he's got two self titled albums?
0: No, no, no. I'm saying that this is a self-titled album, but it's not Mm -hmm. his first album, right? Typically, the self-titled album is the first joint. So when I saw... Yeah, yeah, typically, typically that's how it goes, right? Okay. Um, And I don't know. When I saw that this album was self-titled, it said something to me. Did Did that say anything to you?
1: No, it didn't, but I'm very interested in what you got from that.
0: I think it just put a slight expectation that this was, I mean, and and maybe I'm just pointing out the obvious, but if you're willing to call this project Vince Staples, I feel like it might be one that represents him in a way that maybe his other projects don't, right? And as I started to listen to it, I definitely heard a lot more maturity, a lot of honesty, it was a very um, transparent album, right? Uh, and so it felt fitting in that way. I do feel like this is the most uh, intimate look we've got at who Vince is, mm. even though he is somebody who's good at putting his personality into his art. Yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. What you think? Uh, um, it was a different take, especially if you listen to the album before, which was The Fish Theory, I believe.
0: Um, which big fish what? theory big fish theory was big fish theory or was it or was it fn was the last one
1: which which whichever one of the two i will say this is the most palatable and had the most replay value and songs that i enjoyed now if we're going to the first album um summer summer's summer 09 summer is the name of the first album mm mm-hmm. That is an incredible album. I remember uh-huh. when, uh, summer, summer nine, something to that effect. That album is incredible. Uh, going to this particular one, this one definitely had the most replay value. I didn't, I didn't take anything particularly from him giving it a self-titled album, but I was interested to see what he pulls from, given how experimental the, the, the crew that that area in cali is right now especially rappers with boogie doing what he's doing tyler just dropping what he had dropped um you're you're you really are seeing a uh an attempt at music coming from the west coast that's very different from the pop sound that's coming out of atlanta right now
0: yeah absolutely absolutely summer of 06, summer of six. great, great yeah. yeah yeah great project by vince um Check that out if you haven't. That's a great album. Yeah. 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 Recommended in review, baby. But um, yeah, man, yeah. I think uh, going into this, I mean, Vince has always struck me as the rapper who cares the least about rap. Rapping. You know what I mean? Or being a rapper, right? Like, I'm not saying that Vince doesn't have a health respect for hip hop. And I think that plays out in the production i think that plays out in the care that he puts projects together with i think even limiting this album to nine tracks shows kind of a uh a love for a a little bit more compact right they weren't necessarily going for that streaming platform uh big numbers that way but he doesn't strike me as somebody who cares too much about being a rapper and so where i when i try and think about where vince staples was in the game i don't think the defining project he didn't need this right you know how sometimes we are looking at rappers career and say okay they need to put out something now Mm. they need they need something that's gonna keep them going i think before this last migos album it was about time they delivered Mm. i think we're creeping up on it being time for cardi again right Mm. you know what i mean so i think uh he didn't have that pressure and still delivered something amazing. Maybe because he didn't have that pressure. Right. Yeah. This is a vibe to go back to the, to the hot buzzword of, of Mm -hmm. 2019. This was super cohesive, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I could put this on, on a loop or shuffle it, um, and really dig it. Uh, I love that. He didn't try and go for anything super radio. He didn't try to go for anything club. It was just good music, man. It seems like he was just focused on making the music um that meant a lot to him a hundred percent a hundred percent man and i do
1: thoroughly enjoy the r&b features that lace that that the album and they i i see a heavy boogie influence that is seeping through cali and you know my you know what i think about boogie i said he's next up but that that um that sample plays definitely. That sample play over that vulnerable beats is very reminiscent of um, everything's for sale. But off of this, there were a few that I love. Law of averages with Law of averages, which you played, was quite quite great. I think um, the shining was also good. Uh, was a highlight for me.
0: Take me home was a highlight for me as well. Yeah, um, little fade, definitely a highlight for me sun downtown, uh, that law of averages and even, mm-hmm, you know, I just thought this was a solid project. Um, yeah. I've already given it like three or four spins all the way through. So mm-hmm. short, easy to get through, uh, definitely rides. And, uh, speaking of, um, that connection to that creative group, right. Even including Tyler, I believe Tyler also had, um, an interlude with his mom speaking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and his yeah. uh and call me if you get lost and so this one also the apple in the tree is is Vince's mom uh just giving you a little dose of how Vince got how he is and I thought that that was really nice that was really cool so shout out rappers bigging up their moms uh shout out yeah. shout out Vince Staples I will I will give this um four out of five man this is this is this is four out of five for me I like it I rocks with it
1: Head um back. You know, I'm I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be mad at that. I will say that there the first time I listened to it, I, I I it really didn't stick with me. The first time I gave it a spin, I was I was unsure of what I was what I was getting into. I heard a few things that were cool. I did mention to you that I was playing it while driving, so it wasn't the perfect time for it. I revisited again. On some earphones, it was dope. Played it again while I was driving again. I And then it really started to grow a lot on me. I don't know if I'm going to give it a four out of five per se, but I'll stick at a three and a half out of five mics. Um, maybe that's bound to change. And if it does, I'll, I'll let people know. And what I'll ask is that for that Snow Allegra album, we give it one more week because I feel like I, I have not yet been in the best place to enjoy that album.
0: Well, if you're uh if you're relegating me to another week of of listening to to my girl Snow, then uh I guess I can live with yeah. that. I can yeah. live with that. Chopping wood is not the right time to, time to listen it. to Snow. No, uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's also yeah, it's interesting. Um it's interesting summer and wintertime albums are also flipped for for us, you being in the southern hemisphere. So that's always uh it's always an interesting dynamic depending on where the artist is from uh yeah. also you know what i mean shout out to the source the source if for those who don't know is the original uh publication is five mics uh how do you feel about that do we are we do we want to rock with that i was thinking about that over the course of the week and just like the source doesn't do that much digital stuff so i don't feel like it's a too much of a thing to steal five mics as our rating system um but i propose five slaps and five vinyls As alternative rating systems, if we want to do something original, what say you? I'm happy with five mics. It's all the way live, baby. It's in the name. You heard it here first. Quick question for you.
1: Quick question for you. Did you get a chance to listen to the IDK album? I did. I did listen to that album. What are your What are your feelings on IDK?
0: um idk is a really polished version of oh man and i and i liked the project more than this statement is gonna make it seem like but idk is at the pinnacle of the polished generic rapper and when I say generic, I don't necessarily mean that there's not a lot of creativity, because there certainly is. But vocally, rap scheme and delivery, there's a lot more dependence on the beat and production to make the music interesting, right? So when I think of IDK, I also think of HD Ben Dope. I think of Waldo, mm-hmm. a lot of these artists who have... A kind of a basic flow and cadence who do have something to say but that really mm. rely on their production and their ability to rap over different sounding beats to to elevate them to the status of being relevant ish and there's a, it's a high effort mm. above average wherein there's so much in hip hop that is low effort above average or low effort just average you know what i mean like there's there's i feel like they have to Cousins work Stiz, not to cut you but where would you put cousin no, no. on that he, list? he belongs right in this conversation i would say cousin stiz okay. now is a little bit lower but he too has been kind of at the top of that i would say Jay prince dabbles in that category i would say um there's a few rappers that are kind of just kind of in that that lane mm. um so yeah, I think IDK is, I think he's making the best, he's making the best version of that music that he can. Uh, I was, I really, I went through the album expecting it to be kind of good. He's had a lot of time to kind of incubate his sound and his design, um, Yeah. really only walking away with two or three tracks that I need to hear again. Uh, he tends to be more successful when he makes girl records and tracks that like like, I want to keep, but... Mm-hmm introspectively he made a record called hey auntie which everybody should go listen to that song is fire uh there's a video to it as well hey auntie idk that song is a standout on the album for me uh yeah man alu j falls into that category yeah but he's just he's he's making that he's making that work for him what did you think um I think I think you, you nailed it on the head, right? I think you broke it down
1: quite perfectly. When I think of the category that I place IDK in, it would have to be on some list that Russ is in as well. Because his there's there's the package is there to be the package is there for, for mass popularity. But I think the inability for the subject matter at times to go beyond oneself makes it quite limiting. Um, depending on the 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 type of the type of persona that you have in in hip hop, you know, and I think that's 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 Russ is in in a nutshell as well is that they're lim- he's limited in his in his um, content pull, and a lot of the times, you know, every rapper has what they rely back on, and that usually can be um, the ego speaking, which at times is a little bit can can get a little bit repetitive and can get a little. But draining to listen to, which is why when you listen to something like Ben Staples or Boogie or Isaiah Rashad, you're looking at vulnerability as opposed to um, just straight brash ego. You know, so that's I'd, I'd have to do that. I I do enjoy IDK singles more, but I would say that I do think he's got a great aesthetic as a as a as a rapper. I think that what he what his his choice of he's got a very He's very aware of the art, the the his artistic taste. He's he's good at po- He's good at finding things that fit him and being able to re- remain idk in that setting, which I think is a great, um, a great attribute, uh, attribute to have. I'm interested to see. I'm I'm interested to see where he goes, but for the most part, I'd, I'd give this a three out of five mics.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would, I would give it uh, maybe two and a matter. half. I think three maybe two five. and a half out of five. See, the thing is, I can see somebody who's a fan of him giving this a four out of five, or even like a four point five out of five. As somebody who's not a fan of his, it's right around two point five or or three. Just because I really wasn't able wasn't able to take that much from it. Um, I took more from the Forty Two Doug album, and Forty Two Doug is trying for a lot less in his, in his art, right? Yeah. I respect IDK. I respect even the vulnerability in his music. Uh, I respect the effort. Um, but uh, as cliche as it sounds, it's, it's, it's just not, it's just not for me, but uh, I, I, I see him as somebody who um, isn't going anywhere. Right. If you, yeah. if you look at, you know, in the way that Joyner Lucas has been able to carve out his own lane, uh, mm-hmm. I think IDK is gonna is gonna be in a similar position, and, and you know who knows, man. The hip hop has expanded to allow for longevity that we never really expected, right? Yeah. People who are truly good at rapping, and IDK does have that lyrical foundation. He can rap into his thirties and forties, and who knows what we'll get from him then, right? Royce yeah. the Five Nine continues to put out
1: better mm-hmm. and better music
0: as he as he gets older. Right. So, uh, keep it pushing. Yeah. 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 Hey man,
1: looks like we got this show in the bag. And the crazy thing about doing this whole show, Maz Xavier, is that as we're doing it, we are quite cognizant and we know, we know. Yeah.
0: It's never, it's never far from our minds. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We, we keep it at at the forefront of, of our intention to deliver you quality curated content for Ukrainian, uh, that's also carefully curated. But also, y'all got a lot of podcasts to choose from, man. It's a lot of them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You probably had to scroll past a couple. Probably saw someone on your main YouTube page, your Spotify page, your SoundCloud page, your Apple Music page. You probably saw another podcast. Had to scroll past it to get to this one. And for that, we are forever devoted to you, man. We are indebted. The gratitude is so real. And so, just for that, We'll be back next week, man. You know what? Just for y'all, man. Just, just, just because you are currently here, experiencing the lovely wavering warbles of hazelnut tones and chestnut tones as we celebrate life, as we celebrate love, as we celebrate celebrating, as we celebrate. Good, it feels to be black. Don't it feel good's Way. It's my favorite thing, Miles. And we hope that it feels good to be you. So with that. Peace, love, water, eat something delicious, hug somebody you love. Like that, we go.